Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? This is Jeremy Brenner with another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. And tonight we're recapping the Rockets' fourth summer league game, a loss to the Portland Trailblazers. Final score, Trailblazers 85, your Houston Rockets 77. Didn't have to be this way, guys, because at the beginning of this game, the Rockets looked like they were cruising. They were up double digits. In that first quarter, might have been the best we've seen from the Rockets in the summer league. So if there is any positive to take away from tonight it is that first quarter where the Rockets outscored the Blazers 28 to 14 but then the flip uh, the switch was flipped and the Blazers outscored the Rockets by 22 in the final three quarters to win this one now the Rockets finish the summer league regular season with a two and two record 
I thought it was funny how I ended up being the one to recap the losses. Mike got the wins. Maybe we're back on that curse again. I think we had it during the regular season. But it it appears that we might be at that place again, uh, which is unfortunate. But, you know, I, I really do think that there is some positives to take away from tonight. Uh, you know, honestly, when without Josh Christopher there, it does change the dynamics of this team. Um, and honestly, you know, I really don't care about anyone other than the players that are actually going to be on this team. So that's Tari, Jabari, Ty Ty, Dacian Knicks to an extent. That's really honestly it. I, I, there wasn't really anyone that I really want to give too much uh, knowledge to, or not knowledge, but too much attention to. Um, you know, Trevor Hudgens, who is on that two-way contract, went one of 10 shooting from the field. If y'all remember last year, you know, the Rockets gave a two-way contract to Matthew Hurt, um, and he was taken away from that two-way pretty quickly. And it wouldn't surprise me if that's what they do with Hudgens. It's just not like someone that's going to make an impact for the Rockets, at least right now. He, he has a lot of developing to do, certainly not someone that I think the team should use a two-way contract on. But that's out of the way. And I don't need to say more about Anthony Lamb. Um, you know, I feel like everything that has been said about him has been said. And there isn't much else left to say. But that being said, I do think that there were some positives tonight from Tari and Jabari specifically. Ty Ty, I think, not his best game. But uh, four steals was impressive. I like how... I like how he's just active on on defense. And and that is something that this team really needs is just a lot of activity on defense, especially in the, in the second unit, which Ty Ty is in the running to possibly run. Um, so I, I, I like that aspect of his game. And I think that, um, you know, he reminds me so much of where Josh Christopher was a year ago, just a real scrappy player. Obviously, there's a lot to work with, and there's a lot to work on, but there's a lot there with Ty Ty, um, and I'm glad the Rockets took him. You know, I I was hesitant in the pre-draft process to take Ty Ty just because I didn't know how he would compete with Dacian Nix, but he's definitely competing with him for sure. Um, I wouldn't – It's look, Ty Ty versus Dacian Nix is going to be one of those – storylines that will carry into the rest of the offseason and into the regular season probably and eventually one of those guys is going to win out at this point though i think it, it is really kind of a toss-up because i like where dacian nix has been i like that he has like i feel like he has the upper edge just because he's been in the rocket system a little bit longer has the contract obviously tai tai will get his contract as well so that shouldn't really be uh a, a tipping point for Dacian Nix, but, you know, they both are very different players, I feel like, and I don't know if, so maybe they shouldn't be competing for one spot, but just how the roster is shaking out at this point, they're kind of forced to, um, and they, they can play together. I mean, we've seen it now, but I mean, at this point, you know, it, it in summer league, it's so easy to point um, a spotlight at these, you know, second, late, late second string, early third string players, when in reality, none of this will really matter um, when the regular season comes. Obviously, with Tari, with Jabari, those guys are going to get pretty solid minutes uh, right from the jump. 
Um, Jabari obviously will probably get more minutes to start than Tari will, but I think Tari has been, you know, the, the major takeaway of this whole summer league. He has been just a joy to watch. And I'm so glad he's with the Rockets. Um, you know, we, I talked about it last week when I was hosting after the Magic game, but that dude is exactly what the Rockets need. Size on the wing, uh, a plus defender, but the offensive game was what we were, you know, concerned about. But in Vegas, he's shown some semblance of an offensive game. And honestly, if that can translate into the NBA, I think he'll be fine. He doesn't need to be the guy that goes and get you 20 points in a game but he has proven that he can do that if needed and I don't think he's going to need to do that when Jalen Green is alongside him and and Kevin Porter and Jabari I really don't think that's going to be Tar Eason's role on this team but I do think that he is going to fit in with this team like a glove in fact probably even bet more than Jabari Smith and I, I also think that Jabari is going to fit this team really well um just his his mix of defense and, you know, shooting abilities are a welcome uh, addition to the team. Obviously, I know Jabari didn't have the best shooting night tonight. Um, just, I mean, he was able to attack the rim pretty well. Got some middies in, but 0 of 5 from 3, uh, not his best night. But a double-double 19 and 10 for him. He did lead the team in scoring, led the team in rebounds. I think that this is – I'm really trying to find, like – more to say that we haven't already said. I, I don't feel like we learned a whole lot more about this team tonight because in summer league, like it, it's a it's a sneak preview of what could come, but in reality, it's it's not exactly like you you can't take what you have seen today and immediately just jump to conclusions. You can take it as a as a oh well maybe this could happen, but you really don't know until you get into training camp and you get into the early regular season where things really start to become patterns and, and whatnot. But let me look at some comments here from Spotify Live. Um, Lucas says that Knicks has a horrible summer league. I wouldn't say that, but I will say this. I think that Dacian Knicks came into summer league probably with uh, a lot of expectations to match. Um and I don't know if he's fulfilled that. Um, I think that people were probably expecting him to have a better summer league than what he was. You know, him being a veteran, uh, him being a, a player that needed to prove himself with Ty Ty coming in. I, I don't know if he's done enough to really put himself head and shoulders above. But I don't know if he if he was ever had any opportunity to, unless he was going to play like 20 points, 10 assists, like kind of like G League Dacian Knicks. If, if G League Dacian Knicks showed up, maybe then he would have won something but the fact that it didn't not really a huge surprise the fact that summer league you know players are coming in not in their best shape so i do think that that had something to do with it but to me the whole dacian versus tie tie debate is going to continue um that nobody was won the job yet you can't win the job before training camp at least and it's something that's going to go throughout the throughout the off season and into the, into the regular season. Um, let's see. Sean says it was nice of the Rockets to do some habitat for humanity outreach for heading out to Vegas. Yes. Like Highlander, there can only be one. I'm noticing a trend here, Jeremy, for the Rockets on court play when you're hosting. Yes. I, I do think that I mentioned that maybe early in the show. I don't know if you heard that, but um, yeah, 
maybe maybe we just need to give the host spot to Mike and just let him do it. I'll sit back. I'll enjoy the Rockets like you guys. We'll let Mike get the hosting job. Maybe we'll see a trend. Who knows? Um, Sean said that Jabari had a really good drive and finish tonight. I agree. Um, in that fourth quarter, he really came a, like there, there was a there was a new like it was like a second win for Jabari in that fourth quarter. Um, I, I think that look, I really like Jabari um, for this team. I like the fit that he brings. Um, you know, I, I was I, I kind of ruled him out um, in the pre-draft process just because it, it was just it, it there was so much noise about him going one or two. And I personally saw him as my number two prospect behind Paolo. And I'd probably stick to that. Um, you know, Sam Mitchell on the broadcast said that he was going to be like, he could be like a Larry Nance senior. And I, that scared me a little bit because I was like, Larry Nance senior is that, is that a career that you would want from your number three overall pick? Um, so I looked back at some Larry Nance stats before the show, and this is what I found. So Larry Nance was a first round pick. He was 20th overall, not third. Um, but he played 13 years in the league. Um, he played six and a half with Phoenix, six and a half with Cleveland, was an all-star three times, and he averaged 17 points and eight rebounds per game. Obviously he didn't have a three point shot really, but 17 and eight for the career, that would be a pretty, pretty good career. And I think that if the Rockets had someone like that to be like a third scorer with Jalen dropping 30 and, you know, someone else, whether it be Porter or Shangoon also contributing with 20 plus, and then you come bring in Jabari 15 to 17 with eight to 10 boards, that is a recipe for success. And I would love to see a career like that happen for him. Hopefully it's better than that. Um, and I, I mean, Larry Nance, I feel like is one of those forgotten players of his era just because he wasn't on, uh, you know, great teams. I mean, he, he had some really good years in Cleveland um, when they went deep in like the late 80s, early 90s. Um, but that, like, I feel like Larry Nance is is one of those players that, isn't as respected as he probably should have been. And maybe Jabari will turn into that. Only one way to find out, and that's just to sit back, kick your feet up, and watch the show. It's certainly going to be a fun one, I think. Um, to see him gel with this team moving forward, I'm really curious to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, now Adam says right here, Nix is a player that needs to be making his shots to look good in the court. Washington is a value-added player that conceptually contributes to winning regardless of his shots fake. I, I can agree with that, um, and that's why they can play together. You know, Ty Ty is not necessarily like a scoring guard, but Knicks is. And I think that in the second unit, if we're looking at that, like if we're looking at someone that can take over the reins when Kevin Porter is sitting or when Jalen Green is sitting, so, someone that needs to be a scorer, that's why a guy like Knicks – is a bit more of a value player at that spot because he's scoring off the bench. And you look at this team right now with how it's looking, and there isn't really like a score off the bench except for maybe like a Garrison Matthews. But Garrison Matthews is not like a long-term 
potential player for this team. He's really like, this is like, I'd be shocked if Gary Garrison Matthews was on this team beyond this upcoming season. Um, Just because he does, he just doesn't fit the timeline. The younger players are coming in and they're going to take his minutes. So there is a need for like a scorer off the bench and that's what Dacia Nix can provide. But if he isn't hitting the shots, then it's not going to look very pretty. So with Ty Ty, I feel like Ty Ty best fits with like a Jalen Green or, or a, just like a scorer. Maybe if they get Josh Christopher to become more of that as well. That is someone like if Josh Christopher steps into that role, then Ty Ty might be a better fit next to Josh Christopher versus Nick's trying to be that and Josh Christopher kind of trying to play that Ty Ty role. We've seen Josh Christopher in both of those shoes where he's played a complimentary guard, but also a scoring guard. We saw that in summer league. Um, we also saw it sometimes late in the season where he dropped 30 against the Wolves that one time. So there is potential for that to come out with Josh Christopher and possibly with Ty Ty too. We, we really have no idea. I, I feel like Josh Christopher will get more of those opportunities though, just because of the timing in which he came into this roster with Ty Ty, like, we know Jalen Green is that guy. We know he's there. Ty Ty is not trying to compete for that. But Josh Christopher was, so he was given those opportunities. We know that for him. If the hierarchy is going to play out like it is, Ty Ty might not get those opportunities to be that kind of role in in Houston, if that, if that makes any sense. Um, so, yeah, more comments here. Lucas says, Nix's free throw issues are holding him back. Can't have a point guard that can't shoot free throws. Uh, strong agree right there. Uh, Sean says, not too worried about Jabari. There were plenty of hot takes about cutting him, Mobley being bust. They're not showing well last year in Summer League. Look, Summer League, I, I love Summer League because a lot we get to see a lot of players um, like get opportunities and, and be stars when uh, you really can't uh, see it. But I I do take, like, it, that's what it is. It's an exhibition. So it's it's fun. Watching basketball is fun. It's an exhibition. But always keep in mind that that's all that it is and not to put too much stock into it. I mean, yes, we should put a little bit of stock into it. We shouldn't just say, like, Tar Eason is, you know, going to totally not be a good player anymore just because in summer league he thrived, but he's only going to be a summer league star. I don't see that with Tari. I don't see that with Jabari. I don't see that with Tai Tai. I'm still like the sample size needs to grow for me and I, the sample size should grow for everybody. Like I'm very big on sample sizes and, and, and that being a, a necessary scale in order to determine if how good a player is and how good a player isn't. And the Rockets, let's face it. This is, this is all that we've seen from them. Um, and we, and uh, for most of them at least. Um, so like any, everything that's happened in the past, the Rockets really doesn't matter like last season doesn't really matter a whole lot um because that was then and this is now so I'm focused more on what's to come versus what's already happened if that if that makes sense um yeah so Adam says right here Nance uh Larry Nance Sr. relied heavily on being more athletic than other bigs in his generation to be effective in the league I hope Jabari far exceeds Nance's skill level to gain primary ball handler ability at times. Um, I hope the Rockets work with Jabari on being a better screener on and off ball, similar to Shangun. 
The better screener, the teams cannot overplay green on the drive, and they will give up wide open threes to Jabari. That's ultimately like the vision that I have for Jabari um, is to really like be like the not necessarily the ultimate three and D player, um, but that's kind of in a way like there is shades of that that I see with Jabari, um, and that's like kind of what I'm hoping he becomes because. In reality, like, because he is a plus three-point shooter, like, he is a 40 – if he continues to be a 40% three-point shooter, uh, an above-average three-point shooter, he's not someone that you can just ignore. So it opens up the floor so much. You have to respect the three-point shot, but you also have to respect Jalen driving in the lane. You also have to respect Jalen, you know, stepping back for three. You have to, you have to like, see all that. Adams has a 6'10 Clay Thompson. I wouldn't hate that. Like, Clay Thompson, we've seen how important he is to the Warriors' success. Obviously, that team is nothing without Steph. But also, the team is nothing without Clay either. And the way that those two complement each other is ultimately why the Warriors have been so successful. And the Rockets need that. They need a player, a yin to Jalen Green's Yang. That's what they're hoping Jabari Smith can be. Um, and not only that, if they're bad again this year, they'll get another guy. And then they're even better, um, which is kind of kind of wild to think. And then, then you start going for it. I really think that this is the last year of any kind of, you know, forced losing. I, I really don't think... It, look, honestly, if this... If this class, upcoming class, was about uh, as strong as this year's class is, I'd say go for it. I, I would say go for the 10 seed. I'd say go for it. But the fact that the like you're not just getting like a player in 23, like there's no like maybe. Like the ceiling is very high for the top like four or five prospects in 23. So if you get a top four or five pick, you you that could be the missing piece to this puzzle here um obviously i don't want to condone losing and i i do want to see how the first part of the season plays out before we really make any decisions on you know what the rockets should and shouldn't do in regards to tanking or losing or whatever but i i i i can see the light at the end of the tunnel i just don't know if it's this year or next year i'm leaning more towards next year but we've seen crazier things happen. So I think, I think what we could see here in this upcoming season is really kind of up in the air. If we see like teams like the Spurs go for, go for the tank, the jazz go for the tank, Oklahoma city, that's three teams right there that you could say are better than the Rockets are better than. And then you really only need two more teams to beat. Um, And Sacramento is not too far off from that group right there. And then you're like, okay, well, now you're in the top 11. You just need to beat one more team. Um, maybe that team is, uh, you know, Portland. Or maybe that team is the Lakers. Maybe the Lakers have another just hard year like they did last year. And it, maybe you do slide into 10. And look, if, if that's the case, I'm always going to try to advocate going for it if you've got a shot. That's the problem, though. I don't know if this team will have a shot. 
So Adam asks, do you think the Rockets will be a bottom five offense this year? That's where my mindset is at. Surprising top 15 defense and a bad offensive team. That has been like kind of the formula for a lot of these uh, losing teams. Um, let me pull up like the defensive, like defense. Stat. I do think the defense is going to be a lot better this year. Uh, with just just adding Jabari will elevate this defense a lot more and taking out Christian Wood from these lineups um, should certainly change how the Rockets play uh, defense. So you look at last year, the Rockets had the worst defense in the league um, with a 116-4 defensive rating. Um, and then your offensive rating, uh, let me see if I can pull that up as well. I'd love to be able to do that right now. Um, scoring. Yeah, I'm on the NBA Advanced Stats page right now. So hopefully I got to just do a couple more clicks and can find it. Um, I'm not finding it here. But yeah, so if you look at the like the worst teams in the league last year, um, you have the... So OKC, Orlando, Detroit were the worst three offenses last year. Portland was fourth worst. The Rockets were fifth worst. They were the fifth worst offense last year with the worst defense. Um, but then you pull up defense and those teams, OKC was 17th in defense. Orlando, 19th in defense. Um, Detroit, 24th in defense. So we're seeing these other teams, these other losing teams, if you will, they are finishing in like the middle of the pack in terms of defense. Um, but their offense is so bad that it, it leads to where it is. I don't know if offense is really the issue with this team. I'm curious to see how Jalen green elevates the offense in year two. Um, and I do one, like the thing is last year also, they were a bad three point shooting team. Um, in fact, let me see if I can have three point percentage up here. That'd be like, I wish I did this before the show because maybe one, maybe one of these uh, off-season episodes we'll just have a, a stats episode and we just talk all about like different metrics and and whatnot just to kind of play it out. But in terms of you know three-point percentage, obviously the Rockets are going to be um, a big three-point shooting team, like every team seems to be nowadays. But last year, their, their three-point shooting was 20th in the NBA, almost 35%. If we assume that number goes up, let's say 35.9%, that puts them in the, in the top half. Um, so, so maybe like that could change things. The bottom three teams in terms of three-point percentage, OKC, Detroit, Orlando. So... I really don't agree with the assessment that Adam kind of threw out there. Uh, bottom five offense. Well, he was asking me, I guess. So that wasn't his assessment. Um, but I do think that those things, you would you would assume that those things improve. Uh, defense in terms of adding Jabari in there. And three point in terms of adding Jabari in there. And just getting these players more experience. You know, I think we forget a lot about how young the Rockets were last year, and the, their chemistry to, uh, as a team. They were learning how to play with each other as the season was going on. And yes, while they will have those growing pains again this year with 
inserting Jabari and inserting, um, you know, Tari in there. But you have, like, your, your primary player is Jalen Green, who is familiar with the system, who is familiar with his teammates, and who has better chemistry with his teammates. So I do think those numbers are going to improve. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Rockets end up at 11 or 12 in the West. That's probably where I'd put them right now, probably 11 or 12 in the West. And that's me being optimistic. That is that is a very optimistic take for me. I'm usually more of the pessimist on this show. And you know what? I don't want to call it pessimist, but I'm more of a realist. And things have just been pessimistic lately. I mean, we've had the worst record the last two seasons. So uh, that's realism. Um, but given where teams in the West are trending, the Rockets are either staying where they are, but because teams are trending down, they're going past the Rockets. So that's something the Rockets need to look into as well. You know, if the Rockets can compete for, if the Rockets are going to be 12 or 11, do you want to try to go for 10? And I'd say, I'd say yes, if you are within arm's length. But obviously these things I'm throwing out aren't even going to be relevant until like five months from now. So do yourself a favor after you've listened to this podcast, which I'm, we are obviously very grateful that you're listening to us at almost midnight on a Thursday in the middle of July, a basketball podcast in the middle of July. But go out, enjoy the weekend, smell some roses, smell some flowers, get a soak of the sun. Just be grateful for the life that we live. Be grateful that we can live um, a life to where we can listen to podcasts like this and not have to worry about other things. So I hope that I've brought a little bit of a smile to your face today, talking Rockets basketball. We're always going to be here uh, throughout the off season. We do have one more summer league game to wrap up the Vegas circuit. And then after that, Mike and I, we are going to develop somewhat of a schedule to make sure that we are still checking in with you guys, dropping some Rockets takes until the, until the preseason, basically. So like we've got like two or so months of like real downtime. We'll try to get creative, uh, maybe have some fun episodes in there. We like to do some fun episodes during the off seasons usually. So uh, be sure to check us out um, and keep listening to the podcast throughout the off season. I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the dream take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the dream take and at dream shake SBN. You can also head to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things, Houston rockets at SBNation.com. We'll be back. I believe the game, the last game of summer league is going to be sometime over the weekend, Saturday or Sunday. We don't know as of yet because there are still more regular season games taking place. So once those games all end, they'll throw out the schedule for the final two days. I'd imagine that this team plays on uh, Sunday if they can. Oh, actually, breaking news. I do have the final summer league uh, lineup, um, or the final game, I should say. It is going to be Saturday night at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, against the Sacramento Kings. So that's Keegan Murray versus Javari Smith. Final summer league game before they head back home 
or to wherever they came from for a little bit of an offseason. So Rockets Kings Saturday, nine o'clock, Mike and I, or nine Eastern, eight Central. Mike and I will figure out who's gonna do the show after that game. We might do it on Sunday, just just as a you know more lax kind of game. But just be sure to follow us on Twitter and on socials so you get the full scoop and you figure out when we're going to be live. You can follow my personal Twitter if you'd like at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Taken. Until next time, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.